0: You're listening to Market Scale Retail. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the opportunity to have a conversation with Will Byrne. He's the Chief Technical Officer for Rosoyo. Will, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. It's Friday. It's not raining. Two out of three. That's pretty good. I can't ask for more than that. Right the only day the only way this day could be better would be if I had already won the lottery so <laughs> keep trying <laughs> absolutely right you can't win if you don't play hey do me a favor now uh, explain to me Rosario is a fascinating the way that your company approaches what you do tell me how you wound up being the CTO of this company
1: yeah so um, it's kind of an interesting story definitely one that I if you would have asked me ten years ago I would have never believed you. Um, Really, when I went to college, uh, my goal was to become a uh, more in the production side of things, so like producing TV shows, and that was my major. Um, but you know, as all college students usually try to do, you know, I was I had a job, but I was also looking to make um, some extra money on the side. And you know, I, I had run across these sites that uh, would allow you to sell their products. Um, as long as you had a, oh, and I forget the name of it, but a uh, sales tax license is I think what it was called. Um, so I said, you know, what what the heck, um, why not give this a shot? And so I, you know, applied with the state of Texas, I got my license. And before you knew it, I was able to um, get pricing lists for different products at wholesale pricing. Um, and so, you know, long story short, I kind of I chose, you know, a category of products, which was kind of in the remote control, the hobbyists uh, toys, you could say, um, and basically, you know, started carrying those products and selling them on eBay. Um, And for those, you know, for those of you that have sold anything on eBay before, it can be kind of a tedious manual process when you're doing it as just an individual um, you know, there's a lot of clicking, you've got to put together descriptions and prices and make sure that you're not trying to sell something that's out of stock. Um so as time went on, I, I was thinking, you know, there's gotta be a way to automate this. Um and that's kind of what made me dip my toes into the world of, of programming, um, always in, you know, the scope of commerce online, you know, trying to trying to do retail on the internet. Um, and so, uh, after some time, I developed a program that essentially kind of fully automated this thing for me. You know, inventory would come from these distributors that I had relationships with. Uh, I would process that. I'd make sure that my listings on eBay, you know, had nice descriptions and that the products on there were actually in stock. Someone would buy it on, on eBay and then, um, they, the order would come through and I would send it to the manufacturer. And I was doing all of this without having to touch the products. You know, if you're familiar with the term drop shipping, um, that's essentially what I was doing. Um, and it really piqued my interest in, in the programming and the technical side of things. And so, you know, to kind of be honest, that towards the end of, of my college life, I, I was kind of very distracted. You know, I was taking all these courses that dealt with uh, video production, which I, I also loved, but I, you know, I just, my interest was peaked elsewhere. Um, and so, you know, a, around that same time, uh, my, my father had quit his job. I don't think he, you know, he really didn't enjoy the, uh, the corporate space that, that he was in. And so he was kind of trying to start up something of his own and trying to figure out which space to, to go in. Um, and so, you know, by coincidence, he had also been selling things online. Uh, I was a- about to graduate. And so we kind of got together and said, well, you know, what can we do to kind of combine these two spaces and-, and-, and maybe start something from there? Um, and so it kind of happened by accident. You know, we would start by doing really small projects, you know, um, and people would ask us, you know, can you do this? You know, then it would be a harder task after a harder task. And we would always say, yeah, sure. You know, we, we can develop a, a, a site. Um, and so it just kind of grew from that to, to where we are now. Um, but definitely, you know, we're in the software side, but on both mine and my, my father's side, we, you know, we started as merchants ourselves. And I think that that really helped, um, because you can be very good at software. But you can have a difficulties, um, you know, understanding what it truly means to be an online merchant, um, and so that that really, you know, played a, a big uh, role in, in why we were able to connect with these merchants.
0: Now, when you originally started Rizoyo, you were focused much more on the B two C, and but over the past couple of years, your models changed a little bit, hasn't it?
1: Yes, it's, um, it, it's crazy. When we did start, it was all B2C and it wasn't because we wanted to focus on B2C. Um, it was just that's the projects that were coming our way through word of mouth or advertising or whatever. Um, but, you know, over especially the past two years, I would say that 80% or plus of the projects that have landed in our laps um are B2B projects. Um these are companies that are selling to other businesses. And um yeah, I mean they need a platform to do it on. Um, and so, you know, it's not like we're seeking these specific B2B projects out, but that's just what you know people that keep calling, that's the space that they're in. Um, and and it's brought about, you know, uh, definitely a an interesting uh change in what you Know features that they need or what their goals are. You know, both B2B and B2C need a website for which they can sell things on, but their goals and the features that they need are usually pretty different. So, uh, you know, it was very interesting to see that kind of happen over the past couple of years.
0: There's an interesting sort of spiritual approach that you take with regard to small and medium sized businesses. You Think that small and medium sized businesses or SMBs is not an actual designation about the actual size of the company, but it's about the spirit of the company and the way they approach handling their business.
1: Yes, very much so. Um, and you know, one of the th- kind of one of the litmus tests when when we're talking to a potential new client is, you know, we really like to work with companies where we may be dealing with people that are, you know, the actual managers themselves or, you know, maybe once or twice removed from the people that are making the decisions. Um, Once you get to the larger companies that have different departments and they all have to approve, you know, um, the decisions and the budgets and all of that, that kind of leads you to, you know, that, that larger player space. And, you know, we, we just prefer, Working um, with those smaller businesses just because it's, you know, culturally it's different and it's just different. It's a different way of getting things done, a different mentality.
0: The experience that you bring to it is really interesting because you start out as basically a small business and you go through the struggles and the challenges that all small businesses have to go through as part of their growth process, but you learn so much because you're so hands on on the process that you then become a resource for all these other small businesses. And so it, you became a big business by trying to be a small business. I find that fascinating.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty funny. Um, you know, you go through, you make all the mistakes, and. and and we were able to, you know, kind of provide some um, guidance based off of the uh, the mistakes that we made as merchants ourselves at the beginning. Um, but as our clientele grew, you know, we now have this big pool of small businesses, each you know with different business needs, um, and you know having to come up with solutions for them. So it just it makes it very easy for a company to come and say, hey. I'm trying to get this done. You know, what's the best way to do it? Well, we can turn around and say, you know, we've done this about 10 times and some people chose this approach and others chose this one. So, you know, it really works out that we have this pool of experience, I would call it, to kind of help people out
0: with. (laughs) Going back to what you thought you were going to do when you were graduating college, you really, it sounds like you thought you were going to be a storyteller. And in essence, that's actually what you turned out to be. You help these companies, these businesses tell the story of their product or their service to their customers in that puts themselves in the best possible light. You help create that narrative.
1: Sure, I've never looked at it that way, but absolutely. Yeah, there there is definitely some storytelling going on here as well.
0: Well, let's talk about that because th- when people think online marketing or online businesses you know, they think Amazon, they think buying something strictly online and straight dropship, not much physical interaction. But uh-huh. Rosoyo also works not just with companies who work online, but you also work with companies that handle uh, uh, phone communications in person, pop up stores, retail, wherever you don't say no. If somebody asks you for help, you'll figure out a way to help them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we are, you know, we don't draw the line on just, you know, the internet. Um, we, we want to help you through all your problems, even the ones that are not associated with being online. You know, as an example, if you have sales reps that go to locations to try to help drive your sales, well, we want to do everything we can to make sure that those sales reps have the tools that they need that they can bring on premise. You know, to make those face to face sales as well, because, you know, while e-commerce, you kind of get caught up in the website, the reality of it is to be successful nowadays, um, you need to have the website, but that's just a, a one piece of the arsenal. Um, you know, you truly have to be able to, to merge together that online experience as well as the, the in-store or face to face personal experience. Um, you know, the Internet's great. It allows for a lot of things. You know, you can get online and buy toilet paper at four o'clock in the morning, have it shipped to your your uh, front door that day. Um, however, there is there is definitely an aspect to, you know, being in store, being able to physically touch something um, that I don't think the Internet will truly, fully ever replace. Um, and so that's where that importance in being able to, you know, play in both spaces comes from.
0: I personally like the option to test the toilet paper softness before I order it. That's just me, though. That's just me. <laughs> hey,
1: it makes sense. And, and maybe we'll find a company that'll send you samples before you can
0: buy. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Like swatches from the <laughs> fabric store.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I like that. So, you know what, That's a the, you just came up with a new idea. I mean, obviously, you spend every day trying to find solutions and remedies for challenges, which kind of forces you to be a thought leader. You have to be thinking all day, every day, because not only are you thinking for the situations you need to help your customers resolve, but you're also just naturally inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Tell me a couple of things you see on the horizon that have really made you sit up and take notice.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you bring up a, a good point. You really, in order to stay on top of this stuff, you do have to pay a lot of attention to what's going on. You know, what are other companies doing? And it's especially true when you're dealing with technology, um, because it is just changing so quickly that if you're not keeping yourself educated with the latest, you're going to fall behind. Um, and so, you know, that, to that point, some of the things that I've really been keeping a close eye on um, when it comes to the e-commerce space are, you know, you mentioned the, the explosion of B2B. Um, and, you know, we're going to quickly see that B2B is going to take over B2C when it comes to um, online sales. It's just happening. There, there's If you don't have that e-commerce portal nowadays, um, you, you're going to lose out, um, you know, even in the B2B space now. And part of the reason for that is because, that we as consumers, you know, in our personal lives, will we use Amazon and we use these products and we've become so familiar to it uh, and its convenience that it provides that now we are also expecting that same experience in the B2B space. Um, so what that means for me is, you know, as as a solutions architect for this kind of stuff, I need to keep a close eye on what are the the, the shopping cart platforms that are out there Who's catering to the B2B crowd? You know, who's implementing those features that are important to their businesses? And I'm going to start looking at them and, you know, maybe moving to them. I mean, we did that this past year. Um, you know, we, we joined a new platform that we had never worked on before strictly because they cater specifically to B2B. Um, And we are working on a couple of builds on that platform right now. And so far, you know, I'm glad we I'm glad we looked at it. I'm glad we gave it a chance because um, there's a lot of features packed into there that make it very useful for B2B consumers. Um, You know, the other one that I'll say is that there's mobile, of course. That's an interesting one. Uh, You know, I keep a close eye on mobile all the time. Uh, it's nothing new. It's something that we've all known. And you can just watch, you know, year by year, they release those statistics that show, you know, X percentage of desktop shoppers and X percentage of mobile. And if you look at the graphs, mobile's overtaking. Um, so that's just, you know, it's going to happen. And so you just got to figure out how can I make that experience um, as as easy as possible for people to get all the way through that checkout to place that order um and it's not just about placing orders anymore, it's about payments too. Um, you know, here in the I, I was surprised. I traveled to Asia recently and I was kind of shocked that most people at physical stores that I would go to, they would pay with their cell phones. And here I am like using my, you know, what felt like old school money, paper money, to pay for a coffee. Well when the person in front of me was just showing them their phone and that that's how they took care of the payment. Um you see a little bit of that here with Starbucks and what they're doing. You know, you can order your coffee before you even get there and have it all paid for and everything. Um, so you definitely in the payment space as well, mobile is, is making some, um, some big revolutionary changes. Um, the other one we kind of touched on that I really like to keep an eye on is the omni channel experience. Um, you know, that's that blending the line between store, and a website. And there's a lot of companies out there that are doing some interesting things um, that, that allow you to do that. You know, an example, there are some boutique stores out there where you can walk into their, their brick and mortar store, um, get in the dressing room and they have these smart mirrors. And so you can pick an outfit, you know, tell it which uh, UPC codes you've got with you in the dressing room, you know, put together the outfits And then put in your account, hit save, and that way everything you tried in at the tried on at the store now exists in your account on their website. So when you go home and you're considering these purchases, you've got everything saved right there that you looked at in the store. Um, You know, I think that that's a great idea and is a perfect example of that that blending that we were talking about. Um, And then the last one that you know I really focus on is AI. It's probably one of the newer topics that's becoming you know buzzword um, you hear it all the time but you know people are really trying to figure out how to take this machine learning technology and apply it to commerce because if you can find a successful way to do so I mean you 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 will have a competitive edge that your competitors just don't have.
0: You mentioned your early online store your eBay store was selling remote control parts and, and remote control devices. Um, was that because you liked remote controlled airplanes and cars or because you saw that there was an edge as far as profit margin and sort of the excitement around those items? What was the reason you chose RC?
1: That is a great question. Um, and actually to this day, I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset that I never took advantage of my wholesale prices. To get me an RC car that I could play with because the entire span of that operation that I had going, I had never once even touched those products. It wasn't a hobby of mine or anything like that. Um, I learned a lot about it. You know, I learned a lot about different engine types and, you know, wheels and all kinds of stuff. Um, but the reason why I chose that space is because at that time I did some research. I got on eBay and I started searching. And I was trying to find a, a niche space that had a little competition. And so that's essentially why I came up with the, the RC stuff.
0: I think this year, for your birthday, you should buy yourself a drone just as a, just as a reward <laughs> uh, for all of the years that you've put in. And you should reward yourself with a remote control drone.
1: Well, I am going to do that then, and to explain my purchase to my fiancé, I will let her know that you okayed it, so
0: good oh, to go. no, no, no. Good to mm-hmm. go. No, <laughs> I had nothing to – you know what? You're breaking up. You're. I'm going into a t- – <laughs>
1: Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, did I lose you?
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I I think we cut off. Hey, uh, today I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with Will Byrne, the Chief Technical Officer for Rosario. Will, thanks so much for taking the time today. This has really been a pleasure. Hey,
1: thank you, Sean. I appreciate
0: it.